Welcome to Every Runner Has a Story. Today is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, episode number 10. And today I have two <laughs> very, very special guests here with me, Kaylee and Sandy Williamson. Mom and daughter, Sandy and Kaylee, were introduced to me by my first guest, Lydia Isnanto, who has had the pleasure of meeting them here in Austin. And I also caught an interview with them on ABC News and the Today Show. And I knew immediately that I wanted this incredibly inspirational pair on my show. Kaylee and Sandy, thank you so much for being here with me today on Every Runner Has a Story. And I'd, I'd love to start with hearing a bit about how, when, and why you began, you began your running journey, um, both of you. All right. Well, I will start. And, um, I, we started, oh my gosh, back 20, I started in 2012 when I started training for my first half marathon. Um, I had completed a half and a full. And then in 2016, um, Kaylee started developing some health issues. And so we looked at everything and joined Weight Watchers and, um, decided that running was probably going to be something that we would be something we could do together. So um, she had been diagnosed with several autoimmune disorders and just overall, she was 215 pounds. I was well over 200 pounds and we just, we wanted to start that journey of getting healthier and that's how we got into running. By 2017, uh, she did her first half marathon with the Austin half marathon. Since then, she's done 20 half marathons, including one international, the Detroit, uh, one in um, LA, the LA Charities half marathon, and twice in Mississippi. And then all of the rest of them have been in Texas. Oh, I forgot about Georgia. We did one in Atlanta. And so, um, 20 half marathons and she's completed two full marathons and made it 21 miles in Boston. So, um, it's, it's been quite a journey that, you know, we did not know where it was going to go, but it was just mother daughter time together and getting healthy and just running together. So. Wow. My, I'm like, my mouth is open. Like I, 20, 20 half marathons for Kaylee and three marathons and and more for you I, I don't know i i just that number is overwhelming it's amazing it's amazing and i am wow that's really something did yeah. um, did when you when when kaylee started you had already run a couple of marathons or half marathons yourself before kaylee I- I had completed one marathon and one half marathon when Kaylee started. Let's see. Um, I had completed 10 cause I'm 10 ahead of you. So I had completed 10 half marathons and one full. Don't laugh at me. That's what I've done. I'm, I'm ahead of you. And uh, so for Kaylee's 20, I've done 30. Um, so yeah, it was for me, it was just this way of, um, trying to get us both healthy. At that same time, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and seeing that, that journey (coughs) that we were on with her, it also became more of a release of a lot of stress, um, Mm. as, um, the years progressed for her. So we, we kind of used running as our escape. Wow. Well, that is, uh, I mean, that's as good a reason as any. I, and to, mother daughter getting healthy together and bonding over this running at what could be better really wonderful is um when you started training for these races did you follow any kind of training schedule did you get a coach did you join a group how did that come about how did you did you already because you ran first did you already have your own training schedule and ask Kaylee to do it with you. How did all that work? I, as a single mom with one income, being able to afford to join a group or get a coach was just not something that was, um, that was in it in 
for us to be able to do. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of Google <coughs> and we had a lot of friends in the running industry who helped us and developing plans and giving us, you know, great advice. Uh, one of the gentlemen from Run Lab, because we originally the first half marathon, we worked with Run Lab and um, one of the gentlemen went on to get his uh, master's degree and in all doing that, he has continued even today to support us. He's uh, the long distance coach at Mesa University. And then we have some friends here who are always available to give us great advice. So it's just been kind of going through and reading books and studying. I, I'm a CPA by trade. So, you know, it's been interesting on this journey, but being able to learn nutrition, because it's, it's also more than just getting a running schedule. It's looking at your nutrition. How are you feeding your body before a race? Are you getting plenty of sleep? So it's looking at it as a whole picture when we're looking at training for both Kaylee and I. Mm, okay. That makes sense. So you sort of, yeah, you found a few people, you did some research and when it came time for long runs, was that like a big thing? Like, how do I do a 16 mile run? How do I feel my body? And where do I run for 16 miles? Like, was that a big thing? Um, we can't, well, no, because we, we, we planned out a loop around the house and I, we've measured both a nine mile loop and a, just a simple two and a half mile loop. I think when you're determined, as far as your training is concerned, you'll do that loop as many times as you need to. Um, especially when it's health, uh, Kaylee has gotten on the treadmill. We were given a treadmill. And so for New York, I remember getting on the treadmill when it was, hundred degrees outside and doing 18 miles on it at an incline. Wow. And so the treadmill also helped me keep her speed where it needs to be. Um, this is kind of new territory when you're talking about somebody with down syndrome training mm -hmm. for a marathon compared to your eye. So yeah. it's, it is being able to look at how, you know, you can think outside the box. Um, she doesn't like to wear the weighted vest. So what we started doing is finding mother daughter time to paint rocks. And we would put like 10 rocks in a pack for each one of us. And we would strategically <laughs> put those rocks throughout the neighborhood to give other people who found them hope because we would put inspirational quotes on it, but we also used it as our training. So um, it's not a typical way of training that you would think about for you or I, it's absolutely thinking outside that box, but this, the, you know, the miles, the distance, the long distance running and that type of training is still going to be the same. We have to do the 18 miles, but it's coming up with different ways to keep that interest there and break up the, how mundane it can become. That is so creative. And look, you're helping people with your inspirational quotes on rocks in the meantime. I mean, yes. how creative and inspirational is that? That's great. I mean, wow, that's that's very is um, now when it comes to the training as well. I, I, just, I love the rock story. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep coming back to that. I love that. Um, when it comes to the training, was there ever a point that you added cross training. Did you do swimming or biking or weightlifting or anything like that? Did that? Yes. Um, go ahead. Um, okay. I will tell you, you that, that, um, I doing, I doing my, uh, my special Olympics, uh, I doing, I doing, I doing basketball and, and swimming and softball and, and, uh, Volleyball and soccer and wow and then um and bowling and bowling. So before she did her wow. long distance yeah, um, um, race, sorry. which was the run for the water ten miler, I we had a trainer through Gold's Gym at that time, and I asked him before the race. He said, "I said, do you think she's ready?" And he said. See if she can get in the pool and just knock out 800 meters. If she can do that, I'm going to tell you she's ready. And me being me talking too much, which she will tell you mom talks too much. 
<laughs> um, she started swimming and her swim coach, her special Olympic swim coach was with me. And as we were talking, her coach said, you do realize she's gone 1400 meters. And I said, no, she was like, oh. yeah, she's at 1400 meters. And I said, Kaylee, do you think you can do 200 more meters for a mile? She did it, got out of the water, wasn't breathing heavy. And so swimming has become that, you know, that other thing that we can turn to when the running, you know, if she doesn't want to do the running, we can get in the pool and do the swimming. And she's great at the swimming, can do, you know, backstroke, do all of that. She's into powerlifting. So she can, um, you pop track and field, track and field. Yes. The track and field that you do for, um, well, we started our own special Olympic team. So track and field for us and softball and softball. Yes. And you got to run in softball. You're right. Um, so she, wow. As, that was no time ago. I, I was doing a, 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 um, a, um, outdoor, uh, 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 um, outdoor, uh, I was born, um, uh, 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 I did, um, <coughs> what did you do? Um, I did track and fields and then, and then, and then, and then baseball. Yep. You've done track and field and baseball. And can I talk about how much you deadlifted? And then, yes. This what weight is that? Yeah. I started to uh, go to a special, uh, 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 doing the uh, powerlifting. And how much? Yes, how much? Uh, this is uh, Robert told me is a. Uh, 155. 155 pounds. Wow. And you can you can lift 155 pounds? Yes. Really? Yes. The moment that, that my lower back is hurting. Well, she did it the weekend. Her competition was the weekend after the New York Marathon. So one one week later, you were lifting. Later. 155 pounds. Yeah. Really? And uh, she got wow. gold medal in her weight class. But we use that kind of, you know, whether it's the powerlifting, the swimming, we do it with Special Olympics, but we also implement it into her training program for her races. That's incredible. Is Do you have these weights at home? Do you go to the gym? We have. Uh, we we always going to uh, uh, YMCA. We yes, we go to the mm -hmm. YMCA. But for powerlifting, you have a coach. And then I just want to tell you, you that um, I have a runner. Uh, he, he was fishing. Oh my gosh, that's our husky. Okay, so we you have a special Olympic coach. We have uh. Well, he's much better. Uh -huh. um, I, I I call him Coach Robert. Yes, and he helps you for powerlifting. Yes. And he has converted his garage into a gym. Yes. Yes. Nice. So, Kaylee, you have put me and everyone I know to shame with all of your sports, your baseball, softball, your volleyball, your swimming, your powerlifting. Is there ever a time where you just say, oh, I need a break from all this? Or are you just like a nonstop energizer bunny here? Because <laughs> I'm impressed. Is there a time you don't want to, you feel like, eh, I don't want to do this? Well, I've got to do this. You've got to do it? Okay. And why? Wow. You know why? Why? It's my grandma told me. Your grandma told uh, you? Never, never give up. That's right. Uh, okay. You're right. Wow. See, I was going to ask you, did anything or anyone inspire you to start running? But it sounds like your grandmother, Kaylee, was really, Sandy's mother, really important part of, of inspiring yes. you. Wow. Yeah. It is. So it's something that 
you are my granddaughter. Just follow just follow your dreams and and then I will make my grandma smile down in heaven. Yeah. Grandma's always smiling down at you, right? Mm -hmm. And grandma sends you letters from heaven and you get to send letters to grandma and even complain yeah. about mom when you want to complain about mom, right? No. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my tell me, me that why you tell your mom uh, keep going. Uh, let her know that I really want to go to the gym. Okay, that you want to go to the gym. Okay, at five thirty in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay, you keep talking, and I'm gonna go take care of some dogs. Keep talking. <laughs> so your grandmother, Kaylee, so she, she's she been, she and your mom seem like your biggest supporters. Like your grandmother was and still is up in heaven and your mother is. And that must feel wonderful to have that. Thank That's you. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Did, um, when you first started running, did your grandmother ever see you run? Did she ever come to your race? Um, uh, she still see me uh, in heaven. Okay. Kaylee, mom um, was in the nursing home uh, January 2017. And it was actually the next month that Kaylee did her first half marathon. Oh, wow. So what okay. led to races out of state was that... Um, my mom would think she escaped from the nursing home and she would come up with all these places that she went and visited. And Kaylee and I would go find races in those states to go run. So it was kind of my way of taking her temporary memories and turning them into permanent ones. So when she thought she escaped to go to California, we found a race in California and the same thing for Mississippi so it kind of became a way of us kind of of me tying everything together between Kaylee and mom. And so we would bring the medals back and show them <laughs> to mom. And um, so that's how mom got to be a part of the races for us. Yeah, that's beautiful. That really is. That's and that's so creative of you to think of that. I, I mean, to travel and to go to places like that and. That's really great. I mean, yeah. She must have been so proud of both of you. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, now, I have a question for Kaylee. What was the first race you ever ran? Half marathon, 5K, 10K. What was it? Do you remember? And Five. It like? It was a 5K down in Galveston. You tell her about that diva race. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What's well, what about it? <coughs> Did, you had a pink tutu. Okay, um, I got one uh, friend who uh, who always told me me that. Okay, go look at pretty hot guys. <laughs> okay, really? hold on. Okay, let me hear more. Let me hear more. So the diva race down in Galveston was uh, you got a pink tutu, you got a pink uh, boa, you got a tiara, and you had shirtless firemen giving you the tiara and the boa at the end um, at the finish line. So Kaylee and her friends decided that they were very good looking and they loved the race. And um, the rest is history. Oh, that is so funny. Do you have pictures up of this race? Are there... Oh, yes. Okay. I have to search for these on your Instagram, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, with Techie, uh, yes, my, my friend told me, Missy um, Dixon, she, she told me, me that go look a pretty hot guy. Go look at the hot guy. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm glad you were looking at the pink tutus and the. Yeah, hot guys. Oh, that like, is so funny. So, but that's that was that finish line that got you into wanting to do more and having fun 
And I yes. will say that race was done the month before your emergency splenectomy. What? Yes. Wow. Yep. And um, then only mm. what? Eight um, months later you were doing, or nine months later you were doing a half marathon. Yep. Wow. So this was in the beginning yes. of 2017, the 5K? Uh, the 5K was uh, April 2016. 2016. Then she had an emergency splenectomy in May because of one of her uh, autoimmune. May, May uh, 25th. May that is uh, Mel's yes. birthday. And so um, her health was so good that they went from telling me they were going to hold her for 24 hours because she had Down syndrome with the splenectomy to releasing her five hours later. Five hours. Five wow. hours. I was like, um, you sure you want to do that? And he was like, yep, she did great. And uh, then she uh, did the race on February 2017. And then, you know, come to think of it, like seven months before your Austin marathon, you were in the hospital with double pneumonia and mono. You were only in there for five days, no, seven days. And two wow. weeks later, you were back to running. I mean, talk about strong, talk about being a trooper, talk about resilience. That's all you, Kaylee. Wow. That is you. You remember why? Why? God, God, grace is, he, he, he was, he was chasing uh, my life to your lungs, uh, to a, uh, he told me that um, get off with this bed. Okay. At the, at the hospital bed. Okay. Yeah. And then I will hear you. Okay. Uh, and then you were back to running. Yes. Yes. You were back to running. Okay. Unbelievable. Wow. That really is resilience. I mean, if that isn't, I don't know what is. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, so April was your Gal Galveston Diva 5K, and May was your surgery, and then the following February you ran your first half marathon. Yes, on the February, February 2017. Yes. Okay. And so, which one was that? Austin. Austin. So she's done the Austin uh, half marathon and the marathon once every year since 2017. She hasn't missed one. Um. So every single February since 2017, you've yep. run the Austin half. Yep. Wow. And what, what was your first Austin half like? Was it a, oh my God, how am I going to do 13 miles? Or was it like, how could it, how could 13 miles already? I'm ready to do more. What was it like? What was it like? Were you tell about my dog's birthday? It was on the February. Um, it, for her, what was the first half marathon like? You had a lot of people out there. There was at least probably about eight of us out there with you on your first half. Yeah. Wow. And um, I remember at mile six and uh, I looked back at uh, Dr. Davis from Run Lab was with us. And so was her husband. And I looked back and I asked him because I'd gone ahead. I know how I am micromanaging things. <laughs> and I needed to make sure she had enough distance from me. I'll own it. And um, I went up to him and I said, how is she doing? He said, she's done. She needs to stop. And so I went back to Kaylee and I said, Kaylee, if this is your race. If you want to stop, you can stop. If you want to continue on, continue on. But the bottom line is this is your race. And she basically turned and looked at me and said, I'm going to do this. This is my race. No one's going to stop me. And she continued on. And Dr. Davis looked at me and said, leave her alone. And she, she did great until we got to the hill at infield and she looked at the hill and looked at us like, I'm going to, she didn't give us good looks. That is funny. I know that hill. I did the 10 K last year for the first time. So I know Enfield and that's not easy. It, not easy. it is not easy. And so it took her a little while. She got up the hill and that first one was six hours and 22 minutes. And she's now down to just under four hours. Wow. So huge improvement. That's huge. 
That's huge. Six over six hours to four hours. Yeah, I think her big her her shortest one has been was Detroit. She did it in three hours and fifty four <laughs> minutes. So um, wait, three wait, hours wait. for the oh my goodness! This, do you take now, Kaylee or, or Sandy or both of you? Do you take walking breaks during these races? Do you jog oh, yeah. slowly? Do you stop? Do you stop at every water break? How does that? <laughs> We, we don't stop. We it's we basically run walk, but there's quite a bit of walking. Um, when we did the international, that one uh, you had to be at seven miles within just under two hours um, because they open back up the roads. Um, you okay. go underneath the water, underneath the tunnel to get from Canada back into the U.S. So on that one, I thought surely we were going to get swept and she beat it by 20 minutes. So, but of course, when we got on the other side, she took her time, um, which drove me crazy. Um, But there's a lot of walking and running uh, for her. It's uh, basically me taking that whole time trying to remind her that she's got to get her pace at a certain place uh new york was very different because we've never taken that long to do a race but most certainly for me i'm always watching that pace and trying to keep her anywhere from a 16 to a 17 minute that's amazing that's what i did today i was doing a 16 minute mile i'm and i said wow i you know i that's not easy but um but but is the uh is the run walk thing like when you when you're doing that, like, do you ever like say, okay, every uphill I'm going to walk and every downhill I'm going to run. Do you have like a strategy or is it just when you feel like walking, you walk, is it that kind of thing? Do you run uphill or do you run downhill? You run up the hills. She walks down the, I know it's it's crazy, but she, uh, she, uh, she runs up the hills and walks down the hills. And I think that's just a stability thing. She's more, uh, feels like she's a little bit more unstable going down a hill. Okay. But um, I, I think it was the second half marathon of the Austin half that we did. And she kept looking at that hill on infield that that was kind of her nemesis after that race. And mm-hmm. um, as we were doing it the second time, that was just her and I, we didn't have all the other people with us. It was just her and I. We were coming down. If you you've done that before, you know you kind of come down a slope. You can see the Capitol in the background, and you see the yeah. hill just on the other side of Lamar. And she kept looking at me, and I was like, "We're not gonna look, we're not gonna talk about the hill right now." And we got to the base of the hill, and I told her, "I said just stop and look at the hill." And she, you know, she thought I was crazy. So we stopped and looked at the hill, and I told her, "I said it's just a hill. Whether you walk it, run it, crawl it, no matter what, it's still just a hill." <coughs> It's what you make of it. Right. And she ended up running like 75% of that hill that day. So the next wow. time I, t- I took her and we did hill repeats, if you're familiar with River Place, I will take her over to River Place and do some of those hills. Because um, I do think it's more of a mental thing. If you can just kind of yeah. get in your mind that, okay, I've done this and I'm good. Mount the nail, do repeats, whatever you need to do. And so I think from doing all that, she runs up those hills, but she walks down them. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. My grandma told me, um, um, when that you run, when you, you walk and crawl it, whether you run, walk, or crawl it. Yes, absolutely. I like that, especially the crawling part. I've done that almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> but, um, now, let, I was curious about before you do, I mean, 20 half marathons. Well, I still have to wrap my head around this 20 half marathon thing more than I've done. Um, when you get up in the morning, you have a half marathon or even a marathon or, or any kind of race. Do you have a pre-race routine? Do you wake up and some people eat a banana? Some people have coffee. Some people eat nothing or stretch or don't stretch. Okay, Is there Anything you guys do together or either? I know you. You know me? Wait, what's my routine then? Okay. Um, so, yes, I would tell her. Um, what are you going to tell her? But Okay, I would tell you that from, from this race, it's a... Uh, okay, 
my mom. Uh-huh. My mom, she, she ate the yogurt or banana okay. and a coffee. Okay. And then she has a croissant oh, or pretend boyfriend named Parson. I should have never told you that. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? Yeah. So... I had a I, I had a race. Um, I think it was eighteen miles, eighteen point six point six two miles. And mm-hmm. someone I was new into running, and someone told me just eat some yogurt before the race and drink some coffee. I'll be good. And you know, I dumbly did that, and uh, I I made a joke that every single time I saw a portageon, I had to stop, and I felt like at the end of the race. I had a, a close encounter, new relationship with Porter Johns. <laughs> that's what she's talking about. You little fart. Um, <laughs> our routine, which is what she asked. Well, not- I have one secret pretend boyfriend. Whatever. So, so <laughs> who is pretend child? I brought you into um, this world. I might take yeah, you out. Yeah, boyfriend. Whatever. Okay. So. Normally, we we were given, we have a routine that starts three days before, actually. Oh. It was advice that we were given a long time ago, and it's it's held true for us. We were told, you know, you don't carb up the night before. Um, so three days before the race for breakfast, I may make us two eggs and maybe some turkey sausage. The next day I'll add another egg. And by the day before I add a third egg just so we get the extra protein. But the rest of the day is the same. And race night, the night before the race, we stop eating at six o'clock. We stop drinking water or any fluids by seven. When we get up the next morning, three hours before the race, we'll eat toast and peanut butter and about eight ounces, drink about eight ounces of water. And that has always held true for us in that on half marathons, I think there's only two races where she had to stop for the restroom. Um, Cause oh. if you think about this, when you stop, those muscles start, you know, reacting to that mm-hmm. and that we don't want to lose very much time because of having to stop for restroom breaks. So it was advice that was given to us that works three days before we start making sure we put, take beet powder to get the extra oxygen in our blood. Um, We do things like that. That's something. So you really have this down to a science. You're not just carbo loading and calling it a day. I mean, wow. I, 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 before we do a race, even New York, I'll go Google and see if it's a, if it's a new course, I'm looking for GoPros that's where somebody recorded the race. So I can see where the hills are. I look at the the maps on the websites to see the inclines, what's the most incline, and you know, where is it that we're gonna have our biggest struggle at? Do we take our time in the beginning so we hold out plenty of energy on the end? Like we have the Decker half marathon this mm-hmm. Sunday. Now we've done it every year for several <coughs> years now, and I know we have the two giant hills at mile nine and ten. So I dissected to that point that even down to New York, I had it, uh, the supplements done out by mile of when I was going to give each supplement to her, whether it was the um, electrolytes, whatever it is. That's something. So you actually go on, look at someone's recording, see where the hills are. I mean, if that's not preparation, I don't know what is. That's amazing. Is and that has worked for you. So you really, everything you've done has worked for you up until, you know, including up, New York. Up until Boston. <coughs> and, and I will say that one of the other mistakes we made with Boston is we didn't adhere to that schedule. Um, we, we, we didn't. Um, so that ended up being some more of that wisdom we got in the background of, oh, okay, this is what happens when we don't stick to the schedule. Um, this is what happens when we don't speak up that we're in the wrong corral, things like that. And so it, it definitely taught us the, the value of those, those regiments that we go through. 
Yeah, that really, and you came up with all the <coughs> three day before and the eggs, you came up with all that on your own or was that a... Yeah, that, that part, yes. The trainer told us that, you know, you want to increase your your breakfast. We came up with the eggs because, you know, you want to add that protein to get it into her muscles and all. And right. we don't, my thought process is if you carb up the mm -hmm. night before, the next day you're definitely going to be stopping at Porta John's because, you know, it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think I'm going to actually try to adhere to your advice for my next race. Cause I like it. I really like it. Now, what about some of these things people use on the course, power bars, power gel, goo, any of that do you do? Yes. Do you do? Yes. Okay. She, she likes the coffee goos. Um, mm -hmm. I do all races with a camelback <coughs> and that is simply because we're generally going to be the last ones. We're the back of the pack. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. knowing that, Many times the race course starts picking up the water tables before we're even at mile six, seven, or eight. So uh, yeah. And like Atlanta was a great example. Um, she did the Austin half marathon the weekend before. And at the last minute um, through runner three to one, we were invited out to Atlanta to do the half the next weekend. So <laughs> two weekends in a row, we had half marathons on very hilly courses so on a someplace that I'm not familiar with, I will download the course street by street on my phone. And that way I know if we're left out there and the streets have opened where we have to turn and where we have to go. And I carry a camelback with plenty of water in it. So she's got access to water and all the pockets are filled with, you know, goose, things like that, that, um, I can give her normally I don't give her one until after mile six and then it's one every hour, every three miles after that. Wow. You really had this down to a science. Wow. Well, here's then here's a follow-up question. When you said you ran when, when Kaylee ran her first um half marathon in Austin in 2017, you held back a little bit and you asked her doctor how she's doing. What about now? Do you two run like shoulder to shoulder? Do you run together? Do you ever run ahead, behind, or is it always the two of you kind of? It's, know, right now? it's all, usually it's the two of us together. There are times where I'm trying to keep her on pace and I get on her nerves. And so <laughs> I may run ahead a little, hoping she will speed it up. Um, other times she will run ahead of me. And I let her have that distance as long as I feel like the streets are still safe. There's been a few races where cars have turned on the course, even, you know. And mm. so as long as I'm, I'm close enough that I can react, um, mm -hmm. I give her that distance. So there's been a couple of races where we've had friends that they saw her struggling and she, they knew she was mad at mom. And they <laughs> stepped in and ran it a little bit with her and... So we, you know, our running community here in Austin is so amazing. The Daisy, I mean, it's only a six miler, but she struggled because it's a double loop. And when she saw that finish line the first time in her mind, I'm done. And she was totally deflated when I'm like, no, 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 you got to go again. <laughs> she got mad right. at me. And so we had a couple of runners that were just like, oh, yeah, I know Kaylee. I'm, I'm mad at you. Okay. Um, and they just showed up and started running with her. So she had that distance from me, um, who at 33 wanted their mom micromanaging every aspect of their lives. So I'm cool right. with it. I, you know, she needs her distance sometimes. Yeah, no, that's great. Especially that you guys are kind of known in the Austin community. I was actually going to ask you if, um, regarding like how social media, if any has played a part in your running, like in terms of posting on Instagram or Facebook or do people find you? Do you get new followers? Do you post about your races? How does, does that play well, into it? I, we have, we have public Instagram accounts. Our Facebook stays private. Um, the public, um, she doesn't look at the messages. There's been a few weird messages. Um, after New York, she actually jumped from like uh, 12, 1300 followers to I think she's at 7,800 now. Wow. Um, 
it's mostly on hers. The way Instagram started for us is I created a public account um, because we are back of the Packers. A lot of times the time strips get picked up and friends can't track her anymore. So I would just take a picture of the mile marker and just instantly post it on Instagram. So people would know where we were at, um, <coughs> oh, even down to the Austin marathon. Um, they would just know where we were at. And now it's, um, <laughs> I don't post a lot because again, I work. Um, right. but, and so a lot of times we'll go put some miles in and I'm like, Oh man, I didn't take a picture. Um, it's just not this automatic thing for me, but we do post on there and we, we do have a lot of people that will comment or, or, you know, I've had one person reach out in a post and say, you know, my daughter's at this point, I need help. And so I'll respond to something like that. But social media has, um, you know, that's where most of the people after the New York marathon reached out to us, Reebok, Under Armour, New Balance, uh, nice gentleman that handmade her a necklace. Um, it most wow. of that's been through private messages on Instagram. So when you say Reebok, New Balance, have they asked Kaylee to be like a sponsor or you or, you know, to kind of wear <coughs> their products and build, you know? The only one that we have met with is Gooder Sunglasses. So mm-hmm. thankful that we were already wearing their sunglasses. They shipped her like 15 pairs. I'm like, wow. hello. <laughs> but, um, Under Armour. She wears a lot of Under Armour and some Reebok uh, when she works out. She likes her tanks and all, tank tops and all. So uh, New Balance, the tennis shoes, they worked out great. Um, they just shipped them to us. Uh, they asked if they could ship her stuff. Uh, Sephora shipped her flowers. Um it, it's been Crocs sent her some shoes. I, I miss her mom. I'm like, I want her life. Uh, <laughs> right. But they just reach out through private message on Instagram. Wonderful. It's amazing. Is um, like, okay, so here's another I was curious about when you run and, and your training runs, mostly you do them together, right? They're, right. Most, you know, in the near your house and all of that. Do you put on headphones? Does Kaylee, do you ever listen to music, anything like that when you run? Does that inspire you or do you kind of run in silence or the two of you talking? Oh, she doesn't want to talk to me. She, she puts (laughs) on our aftershocks. So we use the aftershocks because we want our ears open so we can hear what's going on. Um, What's some of the music on your, on your, do you listen to? Well, Sweet Child of Mine, I know, is on there. Ah, great song. Welcome, Welcome to the Jungle. Um, what was the Brooklyn song that you liked that's on yours? There is no uh, no sleep till Brooklyn. No sleep till Brooklyn. Um, that's uh, Beastie Boys, right? Is that Beastie Boys? I think it is. Um, oh, yeah. You have... Um, Britney Spears. Wow. And uh, you know that Britney Spears uh, has a new, uh, has a, a new uh, song. It's a Christmas. I did not know that. Thank you for yeah. telling me. But wow. uh, you you like that kind of music. Music. And it kind of is it inspire you when you listen? Does it say, "Oh, I'm going to go faster now to this fast song," or does it kind of get you? You know, pumped up to run faster or longer. Does Eye of the Tiger pump you up to go faster and go? Yes. Yes. Okay. Nice. She's getting nice. frustrated at me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the next thing I was going to ask you, but I think I probably know the answer is, have you inspired family members, friends to take up running? Now, I know you've inspired strangers because you're inspiring me right now. What about any any other family members, any friends like see you and decide to start running or running marathons? So have you had any friends start running? Okay, I just want to tell you, um, I had no friends. Um, um, can I tell her? Yeah, you can tell her whatever you want. Um, I had no friends because... Um, my friend passed away. 
you've had a couple of friends pass away last year, but not, you haven't really had any friends. And as far as family, it's just Kaylee and I. So uh, ours have been friends that were already running in the community, right? Um, you have had some strangers come out on particularly the run for the water course. I don't know why it's a couple of times it's been on Lake Austin Boulevard. Someone has stopped you in the middle of the course and said, I started running because of you. Um, wow. We have, uh, they told me that um, is, um, okay, can I tell her? You can tell her. I, I, I'm more that we're in um, um, the uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh-huh. We had one, uh, it's a stranger. Um, a stranger stopped you? Yes, because uh, they told me that, uh, is that your girlfriend? Is, hmm. that, is that your girlfriend? Uh, no, she's my mother. Someone asked me if I was your girlfriend? Yeah, well, I might need I'll, some glasses. And take that as a compliment. That's amazing. Yeah, the gray hair didn't point anything to them. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, uh, is that your girlfriend? <coughs> uh, no, it's just my mother. We did get stopped by a, a mother and son in Hattiesburg and said, thank you for doing what you're doing. And her son had Down syndrome as well, right? I don't know. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, I, I think Mississippi, they were a little bit surprised to see you out there. And uh, we had a lot of interesting questions. But the second time we went, it was completely different. And we even had a whole family wait for you a mile out from the finish line and come run it in with you. Wow. It was cool. Yeah, I had a family. Uh-huh. Um, uh, um, yeah. I had a relative that lives in uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. My Aunt Devane and then my Uncle Tommy. They came and visited and they watched you run the race. Yes. Uncle Tommy is actually an old high school friend. I shouldn't have said old in front of that, but he went to high school with me. Yes. Uh, I just um, aged myself. Yes. And then <laughs> my Uncle Tommy, that he, he was laughing at me. Before I belch, he said kombucha. You, you were belching from drinking a kombucha. And yeah, <laughs> we don't drink soda waters. We drink kombuchas. Ah, uh, well, that's good. Very good for the gut. So that's great. Yep. Um, so, so that's, oh, I love that story about the woman and her son coming up to you. That's, that's really, that is inspiring. Now in here in Austin, are you a part of any running club like the Austin Runners Club or I forgot the group that does the, puts on the Decker Challenge. Are you a part of any of those groups? So, or the Decker Challenge is Austin Runners Club, and we are uh, we're actually permanent members, lifetime members of the Austin Runners Club, right? Oh, because okay. this is Kaylee's eighth year doing the um, Austin Distance Challenge, and my tenth year. So, um, I think it was last year they gave, called her up and gave her lifetime membership to the Austin Runners Club. Wow, that's amazing! So you'll always be a part of them. They're the, they're your main group. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Is it like a like a like a group same group like when people come out and do these races? Do you run into the same people over and over again? Like we do. We do, okay. even at the airport when we travel to do some of the races. Wow. So the same, like, runners or, or race directors, you run into them again? Like, is it all kind of a, like, a family sort of feeling? It is. Um, the running community here has, has become that extended family for us. Uh, that's wonderful. When mom yeah, that's the way the Austin Runners Club came to our front door with food with um some flowers i you know when i say they've become an extended family it's it's unlike anything i would have ever expected that's amazing that really i mean that is probably what i love most about running is the community the family that you 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 build around your running the people that are there at the finish line the people that hand you water i i love the running community to me it's the best community there is absolutely so. 
That's wonderful. Well, here's a question for you or Kaylee. You may have mentioned it a little bit, but what is like the biggest obstacle you've run into when you're running in terms of like, is it an, in- was it an injury or was it just the motivation ever a time or any medical issues? Like, is there one like any big obstacle that really made you think like, you just don't want to do this anymore or you need a break? I think for me, it's the constant of trying to keep her on task and that constant feeling that I'm the bad mom. I know it sounds crazy, but when you're, you, you are trying to keep her on target, you often walk away feeling. And so I've had to let go of my need for perfection, my need Mm. for worrying about people seeing us as the last ones. I will tell you the one thing that we got from the New York marathon that was a game changer. And I'd love to see this for every race. Um, They had understood that a friend of ours had worked with them with our stumbles from Boston and they made a couple of changes. As a result, they allowed two running supporters instead of just one. Um, So that was a change. And where Boston doesn't allow any camelback, any vest over your shoulders, New York said, okay, you can have something over your shoulders. You just can't have water in the back. So that allowed me to carry extra supplements for her. Again, when you run out of, they start picking up the tables, you are left out there without any nutrition, any water when you're not allowed to have a camelback. Um, New York also strategically placed, now we weren't affected by this because we came in well ahead of the time. So we didn't have to move off the streets for them opening them back up, but some runners did. But knowing our experience in Boston, what they did was they put um, volunteers on every corner with clear backpacks that had bottled water, nutrition in it if a runner needed it, and showed the runners where they needed to go to get to the finish line. Oh, wow. That I didn't know about New York. Yeah, it was a new thing this year. And to see other races take that into consideration. I was on several support Facebook pages for uh, the New York Marathon. And as they were releasing this, talking about the new changes in the rules, I watched the number of people that considered themselves back of the Packers getting so excited about some of these changes. And I thought, you know, what it would be for all the races to look at what New York did and say, (coughs) you know what, we need to stop and think about the people that are left out there that don't get in the van. Yeah, that is really something because when I used to run New York years ago, no, there wasn't anything like that. And I was definitely towards the back of the pack. So yeah. That's, that's great that they did that. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep that in mind for a future, future New York. Um, now this, I can kind of combine. I'm just curious. Um, I always ask every guest what their most memorable running story is and also what your, what their favorite race is. So if you want to combine that, is there like a most memorable running story or is there a favorite race or, my favorite race is in New York City. Yours was New York City. <laughs> New York City Marathon, right? You got to dance, high five, and hug people for 10 hours and nine minutes. And I kid you not, she we, we stopped counting. She did well over a thousand hugs and high fives. <coughs> and she stopped and danced everywhere where there was music and spectators danced with her. Oh, I love that. See, that is, you know, and I've said that my entire ever ever since I've run New York, that New York City Marathon Day is a day that all New Yorkers come together. And a thousand high fives. Yeah, I'd say all New Yorkers came together for you, Kaylee. That's yeah. amazing. And That's I, I would say in that race, when you consider the turmoil right now that we see going on around the world, even yes. in our own country, to watch yes. my daughter start dancing with everyone it didn't matter. And they stopped and danced with her. I saw all cultural barriers just melt away. And it was mm-hmm. just people enjoying being in the presence of each other, dancing, hugging, and high-fiving. And that, to mm-hmm. me, was one thing from that race I will always carry with me. Mm. Oh, I have tears in my eyes. I, I love that. I just, yeah, you're bringing back memories. And I am and I also did... Um, 
watch a couple clips of, of you and Kaylee um, in New York, and I saw some of the high fives, and I saw... Now, Kaylee, you're finished. I mean, Sandy, I don't know who recorded that, but wow, what a finish. That's all I could say. That The gentleman was actually a part of New York Roadrunners. So uh, when he recorded that and, and posted it, they were not expecting it to go viral the way it did. Um, oh, yeah. One little side note, Kaylee wants you to know that her other favorite race is Detroit, where she got oh. run into Canada and back. Does that work for you? Okay. That's cool um, that you did that. <coughs> um, I would tell you, my grandma always told me that go to under that tunnel Go, go to a new dead tunnel. That song really most is to love somebody a way I love you. You did listen to that song as you ran through the tunnel, the Bee Gees. Yes. And yes. Just go under the tunnel. And you that's your favorite part of that whole race. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yes, I think I know that song. That's not like Shadow Dancing or from that album, is it? I think it, I, it might be. No, it's, it's, a, be uh, it's the Bee Gees. Bee Gees. Yes. The Bee Gees. Yes. I love somebody. Uh, okay. Yes, I know that. Is so, so, okay, so Detroit, New York City, best races of all your, all your races, of your 20 half marathons, your three marathons or almost three marathons. Um, I guess, yeah, yeah, right. It was you've done the Austin Marathon, the New York City Marathon, and almost all of Boston, correct? Sorry, that's okay. <coughs> but New York, Kaylee, that was really amazing for you, right? You loved it. I loved it. Um, okay, I, I would tell you. Um, for the New York City, yes, I see the Broadway show. You did see a Broadway show. Yes. Wow. Which one? Okay, I will tell you that. Um. Okay. What? What? Um. So you went to see a Broadway show when you were in New York. What was the Broadway show? You uh, remember that six? <laughs> You're caught on the part where she took her costume off. She had another costume on, on underneath it, and did oh. what you call a sexy dance. Yes. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> six was written by some students who had to learn the history of Henry VIII's six wives. Yes, you remember that. You remember that at the beginning. Yes, they said divorce, divorce, behead, behead, death, death, divorce, divorce, behead, behead, survive, survive. Mm. Yes, it's really my two favorites. And actually, it had an amazing, empowering message at the end because the whole idea of the musical was that they were comparing themselves to see who had the worst story. And at the end, the wife that survived said, why do we always do that to ourselves and comparing ourselves to everyone else? Our story is unique and we should own it. I love that. And that is, that is Kaylee. Yep. That is, that is you. That is the two of you. I, I can't even tell you this. The overarching theme here is the mom daughter. I, I just love that. I mean, well, thank you. Finishing New York, running New York, running Boston, Austin, all of the races, all of the sports, Kaylee, you're doing. Yep. There's something about this mom daughter bond that just will. Oh, it's amazing. It really is in every way. I'm, I'm really in awe of what the two of you have together and what you've done and what you're continuing to do. Together, you're inspiring the world, really. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's, it's really something. And I will, I can't tell you how many times I've watched Kaylee at the finish line and, and you. And uh, I think there was 
your coach there or <laughs> another runner who joined you at the end? So, was that it? Tina is a retired elite runner. She is a friend that was with us in Boston. And uh, yeah, in Boston. She actually had a close friend with New York Roadrunners. And between the two of them, that's how we ended up in New York. So she was one of the guides with me because they allowed two. And we were uh, there with her the whole time. So uh, Tina ran it in. I always stay back in the background because I'm okay with not being in the camera. And so uh, Tina was the one at the finish line with Kaylee. And then I showed up uh, like a minute later. Wow. Well, and, and this was your first New York, right? Even before yes. Kaylee started. Yes. So my question for both of you is, is there a second New York? Uh, Kaylee said yes. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, and during the race, we said no. <laughs> you know how that goes. Even in a half marathon, when you're at mile 10 and you're like, how much more do I have to go? I'm never doing this again. And then you get right. off the course and say, okay, I'm going to do this again. And I think she's at that. I'm going to do this again. We would definitely do it because, you know, when you've already done the course, it takes away the anxiety of the race. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. You kind of know. You don't have to watch that GoPro video. You know where the hills are. You yep. know where the, and you know where the crowds are. Now, I can tell you, I can't, I can't even imagine your and Kaylee's, what you went through when you stepped off the Queensboro Bridge at mile 16, because that is amazing. It's so loud and it was so yeah. amazing. And um, that is one of the ones where you stopped and started giving more uh -huh. high fives and hugs and all. I had a runner coach. Yes. Oh, uh, William. Um, I had a runner coach. Uh, his name is William Dice. He's the friend mm -hmm. that wrote out your long, your running schedule. Uh, yes. yes. And then um, I had my godfather. Um, Shane. Uh, well, well, Shane is not my friend because um, he got married to my to my my godmother. So this is how tight we were talking about the running community. Shane used to work at Run Lab, and mm -hmm. one that worked with Kaylee at Run Lab went back to get his master's degree. Is the long distance coach at Mesa University. He is Kaylee's godfather. So um, that's how close that the running community has become our family. Wow, that is something. Yes, and my favorite part is um, uh, saying uh, was uh, uh, um, uh, run, um, got in the, um, Austin, Texas. Uh, he flew uh, the uh, the uh, Airplane. Uh-huh. Uh, Mumbai. Because he did his first marathon when you did your first marathon. Y'all did it together. Oh, in Austin? You mean the first, your first marathon ever? Yes. I mean Austin. Yep. Yes. Uh my uh this my uh my full um your first full marathon. Yes. So if you go to K View and just Google K View and Kaylee's name, you'll see that <laughs> 10 minute video that the reporter at that time, Jake Garcia did. And he actually followed us um, up to and during the race. In New York? No, he came in Austin. Oh, in Austin. in Austin. In Austin. Yeah. So when Shane came, he was there at the packet pickup when Shane surprised Kaylee that he was going to be doing the race with her. Wow. And he did the entire yes, race? He did. We had a family that also drove in from Atlanta and the wife did, uh, Katie did the race with us. So William, Shane, myself, Katie, and then we had Kaylee. There was five of us out there for her first one. Yes. Um, okay. I have a friend. Um, okay. Um, uh, he was still uh, for my 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 Austin half marathon. Um, oh, Iram. Uh, his name is uh, Iram. Um, okay. he 
that is much like the, the victory dance. So Iram is always at the finish line to dance with you at Decker, oh. at 3M sometimes, and at Austin, and at Daisy. Yeah, and You've got several <coughs> people from our race community. William, he's... Yeah. Um, he, uh, he's the one uh, put my medal around of my neck. Oh, and therefore saying, um, my godfather, he was holding my hand. He, 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 he was he was holding my hand because, um, we always gonna finish this race, and then, and then when that he told me that I always be there for you. Yep. Oh, oh, that's so wonderful. So he put the medal around your neck at Austin? William did. Yes. And Shane William. was at the finish line with you. He finished it with you. William finished it with yes. you. Iram was there dancing with you at the finish line. Shane was, was doing it because of me. Yes. And mom was off chopped liver somewhere. No, not. <laughs> Uh, I love the relationship you two have. I really do. It's so inspiring. It's closer and than one with a porta john. No, <laughs> I just think I follow you. I know you did. Oh, <coughs> oh my god, I could stay on all night with you guys, but I think I'm gonna try to let you go, and I'm going to um, get this podcast up. I have a question. If other runners would like to follow you, and I know a lot, obviously people are finding you and following you, where is the best place? Your in, what Instagram it, or what? It would be Kaylee's Instagram, and it's I think Kaylee.Williamson.5011. Okay, Kaylee.Williamson.5011. Yes. So that's the best place. And we've got some. And you have some content on there and people can comment or like or yes message you that's great Absolutely. that's great you two have been literally just so inspiring i i'm going to there's so much that i've learned from you two Thank and you. i am i'm just thrilled that you agreed to come onto the podcast i really am we've it's enjoyed a, it Thank you so much. It's really, really been a pleasure. And uh, I know your running journey will continue. And maybe I'll see you out there in an Austin race or in a New York race. Absolutely. Um, okay. I, I certainly would like to. And I'm. Uh, you've inspired me. If it weren't dark, I'd go out and run again. Just, just because <laughs> of this conversation. So thank you. You're both wonderful. Thank you really you. are. You're, you're just, you're everything thank Lydia you. said and more. Thank you very much. You have a wonderful week, okay? Thank you. And to your dog. All right. Yeah, Merry Christmas. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you again. Thanks. Take care.